DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are broadcasting live at the Holiday Mediathon to benefit the road home. 801-819-7300. Next $100 donation to support the road home. You can get tickets to an upcoming jazz game. Pacers. Knicks. Hornets. Almost forgot the third team. Hornets? The Hornets. Play the Hornets Saturday. Yes. Of course, that's an away game, obviously. That's not the game we're talking about. I was hoping that you didn't say either, because that was driving me nuts, because either it would indicate two. And so you kept giving us three choices. 801-819-7300. Call, make a donation now. For 100 bucks. you get a couple tickets to go see an upcoming jazz game. And I understand oh. that uh, yesterday in the impeachment stuff, which I was locked down on, that's why I didn't call you back those four times. That one of the guys on the Senate or the House floor or whatever the hell they were <laughs> said, uh, irregardless. I did hear about that. <laughs> Who told me that? I wasn't watching and someone said. You weren't? Hey. No. I was watching the impeachment, periods, um, uh, impeachment proceedings and one of the guys said, irregardless. And I thought of pecan. I was like, oh, great. That's <laughs> the only thing this needs to get a little crazier is to have more PK in it. That'd be great. All right, DJ and PK remind you to join The Zone and ARUP Monday, December 23rd from 10 to 3 at ARUP Blood Services on 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes, and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and jazz gear. Yummy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. All right, everybody. Let me hear you. I won. Two. My Harry Carey impression. Utes, Jazz, mm-hmm. don't college the football recruiting. I don't know why you, let, you constantly leave out the Cougars. The Utes beat I, mean, I realize Channel 2 is in your blood. BYU basketball didn't play last night. So Utah what? beat Kentucky. Whoop-de-doo, they beat okay. Kentucky. Which of those things would you like to talk about to catch our listeners up hey. to date on your hottest, it's freshest takes? a couple of weeks away before our sale begins. February 29th. All right. They'll be here like this before you know it, man. The three, they had their three weeks off. Now they get back at it. Well, they got two months. but okay. yeah, yeah. Well, the way they played, you would have thought they had six months. But I'm bump. <laughs> Stream of consciousness has begun. Buckle up, people. It's 9-11. At, Let's go. I woke up at 2.45 this morning. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. What would you do that for? What? Just because? I don't know. PK, you okay. woke up earlier than I did. Yeah, I went to the gym. At, I was at the gym at 5 a.m. Might as well get the workout in. You're not getting any sleep know, anyway, just, right? Just rolling around, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> so uh, so you stayed up for the end of the Utes and Kentucky, you made it at the end of the game? You didn't go Sunday out of games? Yeah, it wasn't that late, though. I know, but it's 11 o'clock, but that is, people go to bed at 10, some, and they just feel like uh, they have to. It's like maybe a half hour later than normal for me. Okay, so, but the Sunday college, that's the great thing yeah. about college basketball. But NBA's it started, a different story. Right, but those games started at 8.30 and go two and a half hours. Sunday out of games. Yeah, but they usually started at a quarter to a nine. I know, actually, and it yeah. could be 10 after 11 or whatever. Uh, college, but, college hoop goes way quick. Though. Right, but it started way late at nine. That was Obviously, I don't late think not, that's my point. I don't think nine well, is was, that late. I have no problem staying up for college hoop. It's not like football or even the NBA. Obviously, the game is much longer. Well, so. football does go till midnight. Yeah. Uh, the NBA, you get a TNT game, it's still over by 11 or 11.15. But 
The, the college football, you, you can absolutely hit midnight with that thing. Yeah, so I had no problem staying up on, on this one. I didn't answer. And then you were awake at 2.45. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, so got my research in. I'm ready to go. All right. I'm going to do this more often. Of course, I'll be dead by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> so, and the funny thing is, my wife, she usually gets up. Well, depending on if she's working that day or not. If she's working that day, she gets up and goes to exercise at 6, uh-huh. right? So I go out, get dressed in the closet, you know, got the light on, and then I go out to the inside uh, the living room, and I realize I left my headphones back on my dresser. So I'm going to go back. I mean, because, you know, obviously you wear headphones to go to the gym, right? And so I go back. I flip on the closet light. She shoots up like... Oh, crap, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see her, like, give herself whiplash looking over at the <laughs> clock. And it says 458. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, I'm disoriented. Because if he's up, he, you know, yeah, and we've got this pattern. I know, it messes up the whole system. <laughs> so I didn't say anything because I figured it would take her a second to figure it out. And then she'd figure it out. And it's not like I haven't done this a million times before. Right. So then she goes back to bed, and and we'll see if I have a big crash later. And she did text me, what's up, insomniac boy? <laughs> <laughs> so any of those topics are fine. I'm excited for all of them. The college stuff doesn't, well, I mean, the NBA isn't either, though, I guess. It's all, it's all these stories. It feels like we're very early on in all of the stories. And you want to see something mm. definitive about them, and you can't. For me, and this is just my perception, and actually... I think it's a perception of a couple people. <laughs> I, I tweeted out, you're waking up to the final score, Utah 69, Kentucky 66. What do you think of the Utes? And right away, some guy's like, how did we lose to Coastal Carolina? Because you, you start freshmen and sophomores. That's And why. they're just wildly, they just, there's wild swings in their play. And you played a team that, that is has, all full right. of freshmen and sophomores. So the, the thing with I, Kentucky is, okay, they didn't shoot the three well at all. They, they were, never They were do. terrible. That's, that's not, the thing. That's they listed. So thing. they listed that. They were talking about that. in he the goes for athletic dudes. When they were like two for 11 at one point yeah. in the game. They said, well, they were. And then Dave Pash, who has to put up with Bill Walton's nonsense, listed off like, Four or five games where they had shot the three horribly. You just realize they're not a three-point shooter. Exactly, it's not what they prioritize. So, how about Walton? Does Walton do it for you or no? I run hot and cold on him. He'll I'm say something that'll crack me up, and it's then all, but it's the same but, thing and every then, time. And then he'll say something. And I'm like, honestly, the game's too good right now. Not now. <laughs> not now. I don't mind it all the time, but not now. Like, I mean, the last five minutes of that game were pretty tense. Kentucky had been way down and played their way for back into it. For a game in December. Right? Absolutely, for a game <laughs> in December. But I'd stayed up to see if the youths were going to win, and I was curious to see if they were going to pull it off. So for that night, for that one non-conference game in December, it was pretty tense. And if the youths get to the NCAA tournament, it'll be way more tense in March. It'll be more tense in February, just seeing if they can pull oh, it off April, or not. if they get to the Final Four. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Well, you're going after, nuts over this win after, over Kentucky. Well, except it's not just this win over Kentucky. They're 8-2. and two. And the win over BYU right. was a good Prairie win. Prairie View. I forgot about that I, one. The Mississippi, 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 Valley Valley, Mississippi Valley State and Weaver State are not good teams right now. I think it's cool, though. If you play for Prairie View or Mississippi Valley, you get to travel the country. There's that. Because it seems like they play 18 a, road games a lot of before they, Christmas. They do, yeah. Texas yeah. Southern does the same thing. Go out and pick up <laughs> checks, 50 grand, 75 grand, 100 grand at a time, whatever. I listen to these people go back and forth on Bill Walton, and I'm thinking, who cares? 
I just don't get it. I don't get how you have, oh, he's the greatest. He's awful. He's detracting from my game. Watch the game. How does, how does a color commentator who's probably, you know, still somewhat inebriated after years of you-know-what. Following the Grateful Dead yeah. on tour. How do you feel he's the, he just makes it so much better or he makes it so much worse? I honestly, I don't understand. I've never heard a good response to that. Nothing. You can block it out. They can't. They absorb everything. But you're watching the game. Not the way you watch the game would be my guess. And I mean, it, I can't really get inside their head. The big deal is all you got to do is turn it down. Right. If it that, matters yes. to you. And the thing is that you frequently watch more than one game at a time. That's not unusual for you. So you frequently, last night. You frequently watch games with the sound down just because the noise and clutter of two at a time will give you well, a headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Actually, I did. I turned down the Maverick Celtics sound right. and turned up the ESPN3 on the Aggies and uh, their game. USF. Yeah. And so I was watching that game. I had that game in my computer because that's the only place I can get it. Yeah. So I did fire that game up. I checked it out in the first half, came back to it in the second half, and then pretty much watched the whole second half because obviously it was close and went into OT. If, so, I, if I give you a number now, one, two, or three, how many NCAA tournament teams do we have from the state of Utah? Because the last three years has been zero, zero, and then finally one last year because the Aggies win. One. Really, you still think it's just one? Yeah. Cougars and Utes are going to come up short and the Aggies are going to get there? Well, you, uh, neither of them have been there for years, so why am I thinking they're going to go now? Well, for the Utes, these aren't the players who haven't been there for years. Okay. You know, are these yeah. guys more talented? You're, man, you are going berserk over this win. No. That's the only reason why you would think they would get in, is they beat Kentucky. You, there can't be any other reason. It's, and BYU is playing defense this year. But you think their strength of schedule will get wrecked, by, and they'll lose a game or two in the West Coast Conference, and the strength of schedule gets wrecked just by the fact they have to play those teams. Oh, I think they can get in, but you're asking me, historically, historically, the West Coast Conference is a two-bid league. Yeah. And I got St. Mary's beating Pac-12 teams, just and I've got Gonzaga... Area. Gonzaga's Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga's in, I don't need so to, we don't need to explain that. Yeah. They're in. Yeah. They're already in. That's that's a done deal. And St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga yeah. just beat Carolina after they just beat Arizona. It's just, oh, on and on with those I guys. I know. Yeah. 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 But that's yeah. just like the last week for Gonzaga. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they've, they've, this is his 31st season, and he's uh, gone every year. Few? 31st? 21st. Can't be 31st. Why not? If he wasn't there in 1990, that whole run started about 2000, and didn't Monson do the first couple? I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought Gordon was working for the watchdog. Not that Monson. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was president of the LDS Church. Not that one either. I thought he was uh, announcing on BYU TV. I think he left that, this Monson left for uh, Minnesota, maybe, and then it didn't go well, and he got run there. Oh. Don, maybe? Can't remember. Cousin. But if Gonzaga's in, so the West Coast normally only gets two. two. Is it going to be BYU? Or maybe they'll get three. Maybe they do. And if they get three, then I guarantee you they're in. (laughs) Because there's only three who are going to play. But you asked me, what do I think? Not what do I know. 
I wonder if you'd be willing to consider two now. Sure. Absolutely. But you won't predict it. Consider it, but not predict oh, it. Oh, I would strongly consider yeah. it. All three have a chance. Weber doesn't look all that well, but, no. uh, but uh, for them, it just boils down to what you do in the tournament in March to get into the tournament. So if they can win a few games there, they're in. If not, they're not. That's such a crapshoot with that conference. You never a bucket's going to fall. Uh, the best player they've ever had didn't get in the tournament. You know what I mean? With Damian, I do. Damian, Damian Lillard. Yeah. So like, who did, knows? How did Gonzaga never go to the NCAA tournament with John Stockton? It happens. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. They didn't have as many at-large bids then or what have you. Yeah. But uh, now, obviously, they do. So, But I, I think BYU and Utah have a shot. I hope they get in. The more, the merrier. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm, in, if I'm guessing, I would say probably no. That's, but that's just a guess because they're too young. And they, you already said they – I mean, we can pump up Kentucky all we want, but they lost to Coastal Carolina. Yep. So they're carrying a bad loss. Well, I May- think they're carrying a loss indicative of the s- situation that the club is in now. Yeah, I can see that. But in terms of what the how the NCAA selection committee is going to look at it, they're going to ding you for a loss to Coastal Carolina. Unless Coastal Carolina goes on some awesome run here. And oh, I don't think that's going to be the deciding factor whether they get in. they got plenty of time. They've already overcome that. How many games do they win in league and how many of the ranked teams do they beat? What do they do against Oregon and Arizona? What do they do when they get the next tier of teams? Colorado looks like they could be good. Washington might be good. Stanford. Those are all teams that have a good shot at the NCAA tournament. They're in the mix. Yeah. And then, I mean, I wouldn't sleep on Oregon State. How many bids is the Pac-12 going to get? Well, it's but I, they're probably at best going to get five. Yeah. If they got six, they would jump up and down. But the fact is, there is going to be a team that doesn't get in that will beat a team that does, does get, get in in, yeah. in conference play. What happened to Arizona? Were there any extenuating circumstances for Arizona State, the way they got crushed by St. Mary's? Shots fell for one and shots oh, okay. didn't. I don't know. what. The, I didn't know if guys were missing or if something was going on. Or yeah, you go nuts over one game. 51-19, to 19, that kind of score catches you when that's a halftime score. It's like, what the they, heck? I mean, St. Mary's is good if they win. They've tournament game in 35 years. Yeah, but they don't usually get smoked by 32. I mean, How do you know? You follow, Maybe you know because I don't. Well... I watch the ticker every night when I'm watching games, and that's how I found out what was happening in that game. As okay. I was, had the TV on, I saw the ticker go by, and 51 to 19 catches your eye. I mean, Bye. you're right; they're not a basketball power, but that still <laughs> surprised me. I mean, St. Mary's is good, and they beat people, so if they go in and win, that all right, it's not that surprising. But you got me, man. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. Stay with us. Catch you up on all the stuff we've been talking about. A lot of recruiting news. We'll get to that. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention. Top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action tonight in Atlanta. Game tips at 5.30. Pre-game show at 4.30. Mike Conley out after re-injuring his hamstring Tuesday in the win over Orlando. Atlanta's got a five-game losing streak. They got the worst record in the Eastern Conference during the streak. They've been beaten by the Bulls and the Knicks. Elsewhere in the NBA, Damian Lillard and Carmelo Anthony combined to score 78 points as the Blazers beat the Warriors 122 to 112. College basketball, the Utes are 9-2 after upsetting 6th-ranked Kentucky, 69-66 in Las Vegas. Timmy Allen leading the way with 25 points. 
Utah State beats USF at the buzzer in overtime. Justin Bean with the putback for the 76-74 win. And UVU beats Wyoming in Laramie, 69-67. Top of the wire brought to you by Ken Garf, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf, West Valley, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Visit them today. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? David Locke is with us. The first half was the best 24 minutes that we've seen all year. They were great. The ball moved. They were connected defensively. The rotations were fabulous. Everyone looked like they were in their right role. It was awesome. And then down 70 or whatever, you just don't win that game. Unless you've got a little moxie and something special to who you are that makes you have an incredible desire to win. And Boyan Bogdanovich and Donovan Mitchell were really special down the stretch. And that probably is important as anything else. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I feel like it was starting to get out of hand, you know, and like when I come up here and I answer and say, I don't know my future, we take it and it's like, oh, well, he didn't say, what did he not say? When it's like, no, stop trying to listen too deeply onto what's being said and like just take the message for what it was. Like, I don't know the future. God forbid. Like, I don't know if we're going to be alive next year. The world, you know, I don't don't know what's going to happen. I don't predict the future. That's Odell Beckham Jr. there. He doesn't predict the future. You want to predict anything about his future, PK? There will be drama and turmoil around him. And he'll make great catches. <laughs> and he can deal with he can he can create the drama because he makes great catches. Yeah, and some guys do that and they know they can do that. And it just especially when you're in your twenties and you don't realize that you're really making life difficult and you don't need to. And when you get older you're gonna feel like a fool. You look at some of those things that they do. Know, whatever they call the 30 for 30s. I don't uh-huh. know what their names are. Like Christian Leitner. You know, I watched one he said, that could have been a lot friendlier to people. Yeah. And not been such a you-know-what. Uh, as I look back, yeah, you know, you don't have that wisdom when you're that young and you get older and then all of a sudden you're not the star and cameras and microphones and whatnot are not in your face. So you've seen that. But because he's a wild talent... He gets to put up. You have to put up with it, I guess, until it becomes just absolutely insane. And you just he gets crazier or his talent slips. One of those two things. Yeah. All right. Slacker Radio Headlines brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And then what's cool is then after you did all that, then you're done and you gain respect, a perspective and maturity, and then you work in the media. Awesome. I'm looking at you, Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you even become a coach. Who are you looking at there? Oh, there's a number of guys. Who was the one guy? He's was, he was a point guard in the NBA. And he just seemed to have all sorts of trouble. And then he's been, I've seen him be an assistant coach. Is it, was it with Calipari? What was the guy's name? Oh, man. Fresh. I need to look that up right okay. now. All right. Because that's driving me nuts. What was his name? And he was pretty good. But it seemed like he had uh, he had some issues that became a problem. We got basketball tonight. It's the Jazz in Atlanta to play the worst team in the Eastern Conference, the six and twenty-two Hawks, losers of five in a row, beaten by the Bulls and the Knicks. Okay, 
Granted, there are no sure things, PK, but this is the next best thing to a sure thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel yeah. as confident about that as you do. 80%? 90%. What are the what what percentage you want to put on the Jazz winning? Maybe seventy five, but I I don't know, man. Really, seventy five? Yeah. Really? They played four games with the Hawks. Well, actually, that's probably that's actually probably not all that far off, based on when you look at the Hawks' win percentage at home and the Rod Jazz win Strickland, percentage on the road. Thank you. Kenny. I almost said Rod Strickland, <laughs> and I didn't want to call him out. I almost said that. Dang it! Yeah, right. Didn't he have all sorts of issues? And then he goes he into can be coaching. a little dramatic. Yeah, I don't know if I go with all sorts of issues, but he can I mean, be moody and dramatic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And he was a good player, but you thought he, he could have been a little better if he'd been a little more focused. He was good enough. Yeah. Don't you think? I, I, yeah. And then he goes into coaching. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, you, you grew up. Right. Didn't Stackhouse go into coaching? Yeah, but I, I think he's a head coach somewhere, but I don't think he, he – he, outside of – going bonkers on Hornacek's face. I know, but when he tells kids to, like, control your emotions and then they go on YouTube and see him just windmilling away at the back. Okay, but you can do that with Chris Stobiak then. Yeah, that's true, actually. You can go back through a lot of people's careers. (laughs) So then it just goes back to your point that this just is what happens with the 20s and 50s. If we start coming up with a lot of people, then it's not that uncommon a story. No, but I'm not talking about it in the heat of the moment. As opposed you went to too far. As opposed to off the court issues and attitudinally, and then and creating drama on a Wednesday when you don't have a game until the weekend. Yeah, doing because in the heat of the moment, we well, I shouldn't say we all. I know I do, and I think you do too. You grade stuff different in the heat of the moment, right? As opposed to you got to say something in the locker room on Tuesday, and then yeah, and it's something really, to practice on Wednesday. It's not even necessarily related to what you're doing out on the field or court. Yeah. And it seemed like Strickland was. Over here, and there was a, there was baggage for whatever reason I don't know. And then he matures, and now he's gone into coaching. Didn't Stoudemire, Damon, you have a little uh, Utah State football issue? The Gel Blazers, you mean? Uh, well, Stoudemire played with a bunch of teams. He did. But now he's he obviously a head Toronto coach. And, yeah. yeah. It is weird that all the players of our adult era are now coaches. It was one thing when it was the players of our kids, when we were kids becoming coaches. Somehow that seemed more normal. They're always, but now it seems more pure. You know, it's like, well, there's someone who graduated college two years before me or two years after me or whatever, you know. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I want that to happen because that means I'm getting older as opposed to dying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the goal is, unless you don't want to live life. Yeah. And I'd like to live a few more years. So I, I'm okay with that because that means I'm f- fulfilling and reaching goals. That's just that's the evolution of it. But I, I find it interesting when these guys have issues. But then they, a lot of them grow up, as I yeah. said, with the Leitner thing. Yeah. And then they, they don't have problems because they've, you know, you're still dealing with youngsters in a large way. The male brain doesn't yeah. fully develop until 25. You see that so uh, obviously uh, college and early pro years are in that yeah. eighteen to twenty five mm-hmm. window that you live in publicly. You're in a spotlight, and your brain hasn't grown up. Yeah, that's when I think about LeBron and thinking, "Wow, he's really been amazing in that way." You yeah, know, that he didn't carry. The, yeah, there he had a, a mother who was bags. his teenage mother. You don't right. know there wasn't a dad, and it could have gone astray. Now he had awesome talent, so he had people catering him, catering to him his whole life. And sometimes, but, depending on who yeah. those people are, that's a positive. Or what negative. really has he done? 
that's been over the line. You know, he's been outspoken in social issues, but I don't have any problem with that. I may not agree with all of his points that he's made in those social issues, but it's not like they've been extreme. But it's not fights in the locker room. It's not bar fights. It's not DUIs. It's not drug busts. It's not. I mean, go through a long list of stuff we've seen athletes get involved with. And he doesn't have that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, and I don't think you win that way. You know, and it's about winning. I think the only freak who's won at a high level was Rodman because he had yes. such strong personalities around him, and nobody else did it. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay. When he won in Detroit, he, he wasn't doing the crazy stuff. But when well, he won no, in no. Chicago, he was. Well, that's because yeah. he had made it, and yeah, that gave him the leverage to be a fruitcake and a, and a whack job. When he was trying to make the team, he wasn't wearing wedding dresses and having stuff coming out of his nose. Skipping practices yeah, and, and flying you know, off to Vegas. And, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. We talked recruiting today, signing day. A little bit of a mystery for the Utes because they're still waiting on some guys, which was pretty much the first thing Kyle acknowledged when he started talking. Quite a bit of mystery for BYU because so much of their year-to-year improvement is going to be dependent on not on who they sign, because the guys they sign go on missions, but who comes back from missions and how quickly they can contribute. Yeah, but BYU got that black kid out of Southern California, man. What's his name, Epps? The linebacker from no. uh, Modern Day. No, he's not a linebacker. Get with the times, you idiot. He's a receiver. Hot dang. <laughs> Hot dang. That's a great <laughs> A linebacker. They did. They got a linebacker out of Modern Day. No, he's a wide receiver. <laughs> they got a linebacker, too. Okay, I'm confused. Not from modern day. Yeah, when? I confuse multiple stories. <laughs> yeah, stop. apparently. Stop. All right. So he's going to be awesome? He's yes. That? He's the guy. This is it. 1,000 yards, 70 oh, catches. Yeah, and then we get into October. Sweet. <laughs> he's going to shred ASU and Minnesota, and who else is on the schedule? Stanford's at the end. Utah's at the start. Uh, oh, Missouri. Missouri. Missouri's finally coming back. Was that Michigan State? They do have Michigan State. You're right. Yeah. Cool. Very much a representative. Uh, Utah State is, uh, we're just going to wait on the Mountain West for the later signing day. They're going to, the Mountain West schools didn't announce that many athletes. They announced some. They're like five. Yeah, really low numbers. I don't know. I'm going to have to. Seven. I'm going to have to get a feel. And they've obviously got some kids coming off missions too, I would assume. But I'm going to have to get a feel of how this breaks. Is this going to be something where we see the Mountain West level kids? So basically the the P5 in our area, the Pac-12, signed first. And then the other kids are up for grabs for February. I don't know if that's the way it's going to be. I think that makes sense off some of the other stuff we've been told. Because, you know, when Urban was here, he said, we're not recruiting yet because everybody thinks they're going to USC. We'll let USC pick their 25. So is this a case of the Pac-12? I got a lot of kids who think they're going to Pac-12 schools, and they haven't delved into enough of the Mountain West schools to know I'm going to pick Utah State or Fresno State or San Diego State or Boise State or, you know, whatever on down the line. Well, and may, so they yeah, got to take yeah. visits and, and sort work, work, that out. Work both ways. School offering, kid accepting offers, right. fielding offers. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that'll be an interesting development to see because the, and there's always uh, unintended uh, reaction consequences when yes. you break a rule or something, put in a date like this. And I wonder if that's the way it'll play out. I don't know that, but it'll be interesting to see if that's the way they play out 
it plays out to where, okay, we go after what we consider the higher-rated prospects first, they commit, and then we see where we're at. Okay, we got two of these kids where we might have used to gotten five, so now we've got X amount of scholarships, so now let's reshift and see who's available. Who's yeah. You see that in the pros, you know, with the uh, – we see it in the NBA. You know, you got the first-tier signings in the, right off the bat in July, yes. and then – Dominoes right. fall. We Guys see it in baseball it. all the time, every year. We're seeing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, Cole got his deal first? Go imagine. What, because and he I was, was just prime, looking, Him and Strasburg yeah. were the prime guys. I was just looking at a list yeah. yesterday. Value free. Now, now that the stars are gone, who are the value free agents that can still make right, a difference? Right. And so, what do you need to pay them yeah. to get them? And what are your needs for your ball club? So maybe that's the way it plays out. So when Kyle talks yeah. about ninety percent of recruiting is in this early, well, that's for because him. for you, right? Yeah. Right. And then to the degree, because here, certainly BYU, but also Utah and Utah State, there's still a component. It's going to be mission kids. Yeah. And who comes back and makes a difference. And, and then grad transfers. And it's not that's, to say. That's huge. Kyle yeah. said grad transfers kind of replacing JC guys from right. him. And I wonder if that pushes more JC guys to the Mountain West. I mean, there's still. Which how, isn't bad. What you covered, how many JCs are there in California? Like 80 or 90? Oh, or there's somewhere? over like 120. Over, okay, 120. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some talent. There's Somewhere there's a defensive back, somewhere there's a running back. He's going to oh, help sure. somebody. Yeah, not all of them necessarily playing football, but uh, there's still a lot. Yes, and it's not like. I don't want to make it sound like the Mountain West will get leftovers because I promise you every year there'll be kids from the Mountain West that will play in the NFL. And there'll be kids, not everybody in a Pac-12 goes to the NFL. So, and this is football, and you can develop, and it's a lot of heart and determination, those types of things. I remember talking to Riley Jensen. I had a family member who was being recruited, and I was talking to him about it. You know, where should he go? And he said, well, if you stick with it, eventually you're going to get your shot because kids are going to fall by the wayside for a number of different reasons. And you see that so often that that it does happen to that way. So I'm, I, I, I'm not demeaning that these are leftover kids because they may end up being better. But it'll be interesting to see, and I don't think you can judge it a one- or two-year deal because it's only been in a couple of years now. Yeah. So I think we've got to go over a 10-year period yeah. and see, is that the way it's breaking to where the Pac-12 signs uh, most of their kids and then the Mountain West when we get to February. Because I've even heard some people say, let's eliminate the February thing. Right. Watching some of the stuff yesterday uh, on television, they were talking about, well, why do we need, let's just do this. And I suppose that could be out there and those kids probably would be signed then, but the way this works remains to be seen. It'll be an interesting thing to see how it, how it develops. K.J. Costello's transferring out of Stanford. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Well, the big thing was Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) I've thrown for 6,000 yards. I'm next, baby. I mean, he's good. Yeah. He was a highly rated kid coming out of your Southern California area with about a 8.7 GPA and all that (laughs) stuff. Yeah. I I remember hearing about him in high school. So would this be how many transfers in a row? Would this be four for Oklahoma? Assuming they go with the transfer next year? Yeah, because it was uh, Mayfield, it was Murray, Mayfield. Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all four, because there was a hotshot kid out of Phoenix who went there. And I root, the, I root for those kids to suck. I have nothing against Oklahoma, but when you don't choose the Devils, I root for you to suck. The Arizona, Arizona kids who live Arizona, who yeah. live Arizona. Yeah. How many Arizona kids did ASU sign yesterday? Was it? I saw the projections. I, I, was, gonna, two. I was going to say it was two or three. Yeah. Yeah. 
And their top 25 prospects in Arizona were spreading out to like 20 schools. Yeah, like yeah, there yeah. was no one school that came in and really made it their area. It was just everybody picked off a kid, maybe two. Yeah, Florida State got a quarterback. Great. Now, the, the, his brother's a quarterback at Iowa State. Uh, Purdy. Now, that was the, there was a connection. The Florida State guy used to be the coordinator at ASU, so they had a connection with the family. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Norvell, who was the Memphis guy. And he went over and got the Florida State job. So you can, you can see, see the connection. See the connection, there. right, because Norvell was the ASU so offensive they, coordinator. Yeah, they, and they probably ran. had some local connection there. All right, 801-819-7300. That's the number for the Road Home Mediathon. You can go online to theroadhome.org. They housed 172 homeless children in shelter last night. You got out in your car this morning, you know how cold it was. You can imagine what it would be if the road home weren't there for those kids. 172 children in shelter, 652 overall. And as uh, Aspen Perry told us, board member from the road home who talked to us earlier, uh, they had about 1,100 people in supportive housing out in the community who are not in shelters. Uh, but on the path back to self-sufficiency. If you want to help out, go online to theroadhome.org. Theroadhome.org or call 801-819-7300 for $10. You can house one kid for one night. 801-819-7300. DJ and PK, your feedback is next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Time now for your feedback. Everything you want to say about today's show. Yeah. Everything. Everything. <laughs> In about three minutes. And it's brought to you. It is brought to you by uh, Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Sweet. A lot of people commenting on uh, you waking up at the final score, Utah 69, Kentucky 66. What do you think of the Utes? Somehow, but Brad says, somehow you just made me sad by reminding me of that game. If I could go okay. back and change any loss oh, to yeah, a win yeah, yeah, from yeah. any team I love, that would be the game, the 1998 title game. Oh, for sure, because then you're winning it all. Yeah, yeah. that would have been glorious. The, the, in a sense now, and this happened with BYU football, you beat the good teams, well, you better beat the bad teams. Because yep. now the bad teams, if you lose to them, it becomes even a worse loss. And that's what Larry and his guys did. Tim Allen put that team on notice. 25 points, 9 rebounds for Timmy Allen. He had an enormous game. Yeah, another Phoenix kid who got away. Really got them going early, I thought, and gave them a lot of confidence. They got the lead. Uh, really I felt thought like, I can do it. Uh, Gooch or Gotch did that early. Oh, you did? Yeah, I thought he was the one early. Andrew says, I think we blew a 17-point lead. But it was amazing to hang on and beat those guys. There were lots of mistakes you could quibble about, but you, know, you got a lot of freshmen on both teams. I guess you got to expect mistakes. You did not blow a 17-point lead. Since you won the game. No. Did they ever take the lead? They tied it at 66. So you never, not, you never yeah. blew the lead. The last six went in about 20 seconds. A couple of turnovers. It was awful. Uh, but yeah. they scored the last three points hey, and won what, the game. What so better what? way to make mistakes and win? Right. And a high-profile win. And one that puts your team on notice. That's the great thing about it, man. You can't pull the youth card now. Well, wait a second here. I love it when teams have no excuses. Either you won or you lost based on whether you were good enough or not. Uh, let's see. One other thing here I wanted to... Uh, <laughs> uh, 
good team, but I don't think Kentucky is their usual self this year. We got people uh, talking about uh, Kentucky, and then we got a BYU fan who says this is awesome. They just helped the Cougars' power rating. Good work. Well, Keep there's it up, two Utes. things they did help the Cougars' power rating, and most more importantly for the conference, it helped it. And this is a conference that needs it. They yes. need to get more teams in. They need to have success when you get in. Judging by the bowl game record is stupid to judge the strength of a conference. But the NCAA tournament and hoop is far more legitimate. Greg says, great win by the Utes. I had to turn ESPN sound down completely as Walton was even more annoying than usual. And then we got <laughs> another guy saying Walton was hilarious. <laughs> Bill Walton was a riot like always, Jeff says. That's so. my point about Bill Walton. He's the most polarizing analyst we have because I don't care either way. Whatever you want to do, Bill, do it. Doesn't bother me. I'm going to watch a game no matter who's announcing it. The announcers have no bearing on my enjoyment of the game. The game determines whether I enjoy it or not. But there's so many people who either love or hate him. And I find that really interesting to listen. You get sports fans, basketball fans, listen to the same guy and come away with two divergent opinions. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are out of here. Tony and Austin are up next. We're at the road home. You can donate right now, 801-819-7300, 801-819-7300. And the John M. Huntsman Family Foundation is matching all your donations. You can also go online to theroadhome.org. We'll see you tomorrow.